1: Before I turn to the next uh, story, which is very important, actually inspired by our listener engagement yesterday when some people said, let's do a one-on-one on what's happening between Israel and Palestine, and I've got just the right person, an academic at the University of Forte, uh, Lunga Mandasha. Al-
2: Lunga, good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Yes, good morning, Lukona, and uh, let's say a bad morning uh, in the Middle East.
1: Absolutely, a terrible uh, morning, a terrible week. If uh, it's anything to go by, you know, Lunga. Yesterday, I, I mean, we were talking uh, briefly on this Israel and Palestine question, and some people said uh, we need we need to go deeper and understand how come we have found ourselves here as the world, and why are we so un- unable to act against Israel? And I thought, uh, who else can I turn to either than yourself, uh, Lunga? Perhaps just give us a foundational picture where or what is the source of this conflict
2: right thank you um uh, lucola i think i should begin by pointing out that uh, modern israel is a political entity it is not a religious entity religion has constantly been used before 1948 in the 1800s by theodore theodore hetzel who basically founded the political aspirations of the Jewish people who were scattered across Europe to come to um, the homeland, uh, the, uh, the, the holy city in Israel. But, it, uh, you know, uh, Theodore himself was not a religious person. He was not necessarily um, a hardcore Jew. Uh, in the sense of uh, uh, religiosity, but he was political because Mm. Jews at the time were facing persecution. Now, I'm talking about the 19th century, and this has been happening to Jews for quite some time. And so the idea, um, you know, was to deal with the persecution of Jews who were scattered across. And people might remember the Holocaust uh, of uh, uh, Germany that happened in the 1930s by Hitler. Mm. And so it was never, and I want to make this point quite clear, and that there seems to be a great confusion among people who are Christians and Judaists who believe very strongly that this was a religious movement. It was not a religious movement, but religion had to be used as a justification. They had to invoke a divine power to justify the colonization of the Palestinian uh, people. The second point to make very quickly here is that it has to be understood historically that uh, Mm. the Jews and uh, the Palestinian people had already been in Palestine, but at the time, they were under the Ottoman Empire, which had been ruling there for over 600 years. So the idea is that the Jews and the Arabs had been living together before the political entity uh, that uh, Uh, espoused nationalist, uh, narrow nationalist views of getting a homeland were put in place. The third point to make very quickly is that the the great role that was played by the the, uh, British Empire and the United States. I can tell you now that historians do agree, at least to a large extent, that uh, the current Israel is a creation of Britain and the United States, particularly by the Balfour Declaration of 1919 uh, at the end of of the First World War. So, in other words, there was no no Israel, as we know it, before um, 1919. And then the British, along with the French, and along with the United States, um, agreed to give Palestine, to give parts of Syria, to give parts of Lebanon, and to give parts of uh, Transjordan to both French and uh, uh, the British. And that's exactly how the confusion actually happened, because when the Great Britain took charge, of Jerusalem and, and took charge of Palestine, then they were able to provide a gateway for the British. Uh, sorry, for the uh, for the Israelites, and that's when you had a mass emigration of uh, uh, Israelites uh, coming into allowed by the British. Uh, to a massive immigration policy, which was completely rejected by the Palestinian people, because effectively what it did was to give a land of the Palestinian people who were at that time over 700,000. Um, you know, if you were look to uh, to look at the ratio, it was 700,000 to just about 80,000 Jews and Christians. That's a huge margin, and so it was the Great Britain that allowed a gateway for this kind of thing, and that's why when the chaos erupted over this immigration policy in the 1930s 1940s yeah. and towards the end of the of the world war what happened then was that uh, great britain left and then there was a crisis uh, it left the crisis and the united nations took a decision to divide palestine and that's exactly how we got where we got the british made the crisis the british and the united states created the crisis but the united states sustained the crisis
1: now lunga I mean, talking about the crisis, then we see massive land dispossession. Almost people of Palestine being pushed to the Gaza Strip and West Bank. And uh, if you look at the map, uh, the territory map from 1948 to date, I mean, it demonstrates serious uh, land dispossession. Why has the world been unable to stop this? But probably you want to start off and say uh, these are the epochs in; uh, these are the massive uh, milestones in the dispossession of the people of Palestine of their territory.
2: Yes, I mean, if I could say very quickly, is that once it was partitioned or divided in 1948 by the United Nations, quite frankly, people think that it is the United Nations that did the partition. The, the the united nations was pretty much in the background it was the uh, it was the united states and uh, great britain that were pretty much in charge of the process and these were the great powers and immediately after that after the partition some sections of the arabs were pretty much unhappy with this kind of um, arrangement and there was a, a there was an intermittent uh, chaotic war that took place in 1948 and uh, obviously the Israelites won that war But the interesting question is, how did the Israelites win a war when they had just come into the country? Mm. And that's exactly where the backing of the United States becomes critical. In other words, uh, 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 Israel became a critical geostrategic entity for the United States and for for the British, both for purposes of economics and for purposes of stopping the spread of communism at the time. So the second thing, the second important event that happened was in 1967. And this was what we call a... a, um, a six-day war so in that six-day war the war actually was between the egyptians and uh uh, uh was between the egyptians in particular and, uh, 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 and 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 israel and again in that war uh, the egyptians were defeated and the other arab states were defeated and more land were taken and mm. uh, this i'm talking about the Golan heights you know you talk about west bank you talk about greater parts of the land and these lands that were taken were not, they were taken illegally even by the standards of the United Nations resolution of, of 1948 because a boundary was drawn between what lands belonged to the Palestinians and what lands would belong to the Israelites and, and that Jerusalem itself would not belong to neither of them because it was, a, it was under contestation. But parts of these lands were now taken by the Israelites. Again, they were condemned by the United Nations. But how did they continue, even despite being condemned by, you know, lots of countries in the United, in the, in the United Nations? They continued because the United States had continued to arm it mm. and to provide technological support for the Israelites to continue to grow militarily. I mean, between that time and to date, The Israelites now have become one of the greatest forces from a military perspective. What that tells you is that both with the sheer force of economic power and military strength, the Israelites are able to do whatever they would like to do. This is pretty much why, look, they were able uh, to continue to annex lands, to take the lands, even to date, even when their own courts tell them that they've taken lands illegally, they don't care even when the United Nations condemns them, they were condemned so many times. I can't, I have lost count of the number of the resolutions that were taken by the United Nations against the seizure and the taking of land and the disposition of land of the Palestine. So in other words, in other words, look on, mm. they were able and continue to be able to seize the land because they are backed by the most powerful country in the world, the United States. In other words, the United States is following in its own foot, by the way, in in its own footsteps, because it is the same country that was responsible for taking the land of the so-called Red Indians in 1492 going forward and was able to justify that by any other means, even by means of religion, in fact, quite, quite, quite frankly. So this is the trajectory, and this is how they've been able to continue to have control why is the united nations quiet because the united states puts more money in the united nations
1: i'm going to come back i'm going to come back to that i just want to invite uh, the listener uh, to dial in on 0861 to put uh, their thoughts and questions to you uh, before you know we run out of time because this is an important important uh, point you are raising now about why the united nations seems unable to act and intervene because i mean the u.n itself has commissioned reports one i think was led by a french judge about 10 years ago which really condemned uh, occupation and and the point i keep raising why is it seemingly that condemnation on its own is enough even our own uh, government here will condemn Politically, they take resolutions to support Palestine, but they don't translate into government action because it seems as if everybody is scared of the United States. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So so should I go on? Yeah, yeah, please do, because I want to understand why is it that whenever you mention Israel, the U.S. comes up and everybody then gets paralyzed to act for fear of, you know, retaliation from the U.S.?
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's it's the United States' economic power. I mean, uh, the United States funds the United Nations. You've seen what happened with the World Health Organization when they threatened to pull out of the World Health Organization to pull their funds out. In other words, they're able to use their economic power to force nations to agree with them those nations that disagree with it get punished by the united states the united states the, the united states either want to change the regimes of these countries that tend to disagree with it to install its own puppets but secondly the united states has a veto power as people might know mm. in the united nations security council and there has to be a big debate about how is it that the united nations security council continues to be in the hands of just over five powerful countries i'm not talking about the other the other 10 of the 15 yes. Yes. I'm talking about the most powerful, the United States, the, the French, the British, uh, the the the, um, the Russians. These, these are powerful countries that could be able to veto any decision. And that's exactly what the United States has done over the past. It has vetoed any possible decision to resolve the questions of Israel and Palestine. But secondly, it has not just done that. It has acted unilaterally in all instances that affect its own interests. So if you like, you can say the United States protect its own imperial interests. The United States finds it in its own interest to continue to work with the Israelites. No one has come closer to depicting this fact than the uh, braggadocious, uh, powerful Donald Trump during his own era of four years, who came out quite explicitly as a true embodiment of the American people. Mm. Came out, out. It came out very clearly in total support. In fact, the United States itself, look, took a decision in 1995 to move its embassy to Jerusalem, the contested area, yeah. and it could it couldn't implement that decision for quite some time until it got this racist, bigot, uh, imperialist representative, Donald Trump, who ultimately took the decision and claimed to create a, a peace plan for the Middle East. And so, its its economic power. Its military power. Small countries fear to oppose the United States. Some would rather abstain. Some would rather, you know,
1: be absent even the... from the meeting itself. Even <laughs> even from the L- meeting. Look, L- let me go to the line.
3: Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, look, uh, thank you for a great show. First of all, thank you. And then uh, I, you. I I have a problem with with, with Christians because I I I think they are. The enablers of this as well you know you find uh parties like acdp making media statements uh, uh that uh they, 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 they are with israel when even the, the the basis of christianity is peace and unity and the fairness of christ you understand what i'm saying mm. so this we have we as the christians or so called christians we have to stand with, with with the palestinians because of what is happening is not godly and then it must be condemned israel has we have to get to a point where uh, there are sanctions and then the, the the united states of course they they the, the the problem with them is that the jews obviously they also own the united states economy yep. if you look at the history yep. uh, and stuff like that so that's my comment thank you thank for you, the for thank, the for the show thank
1: you, thank you Mpoh, for making that uh comment Temba, good morning morning, good morning. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Good morning but I amazing mean, if you know you don't know the story of the jews and the palestine or the history of them eh? let 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 us not comment but what i want to say and want, what what i want to make here is the the israelis they are not possessing the land they own the land
1: what do you mean because they are forcefully removing people from the land
0: when you want to do for the Israelites It's enshrined in the Bible. 70 AD, they were conquered by the Roman Empire. And they were conquered again by the, the Babylonians. They were conquered uh, uh, again by the like Holocaust and all this stuff. Uh, the Jews, the Israelites, were the most uh, uh, prosecuted nation in the entire world. Where were the South African when all these things were happening? me as a christian my Bible commands me to pray for the peace of jerusalem yes i don't i don't advocate for what is is happening now but me as a christian i'm commanded i'm funding also the holocaust survivors because the media is always uh, 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 telling one side of the story the 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 the, the they are flying kites with bombs bombing the Israel. If you can go to Israel, there's always bomb shelters on each and every street. They will never comment about that. When Israel retaliates, then they will comment. And what actually happened is on 1948, uh, 1967, when they conquered Jerusalem, it was a jubilee year. And 2017, when Trump declared uh, 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 Jerusalem a capital, it was a jubilee year. So a jubilee at simple means uh, 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 whatever they were taken must come back, biblically. Timber,
1: so Temba, I, I hear loud and clear. I want to give my guests an opportunity to respond. Patrick, quickly, good morning. Good uh, morning. Us... Yeah, I, I, I want
2: to concur with the, uh, the other caller on Christianity. I think Christianity is uh, um, misguided because the Jews that they're trying to protect are not the same Jews. That, uh, that that belong to
0: Jesus Christ because there were two types of Jews. There were ones who rejected Jesus Christ, and there were ones who 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 believe in Judaism, who, have, who are still waiting for their Jesus Christ. And then
2: there's a question. I watched a documentary, I think last year, on on Israel. There was some archaeology, uh, yeah, archaeology, like uh, evidence that the land really belonged to the Israelites. Uh, isn't that something that should be taken into account?
1: Okay, Patrick, I still have uh, Lunga on the line. He's going to respond. Lunga, uh, just tackle some of those. I mean, uh, Utemba is taking us back to 70 AD.
2: Yes, I I think we should actually do that. In fact, let's go as far back as the time of Abraham. When, when, When Abraham actually lived in Canaan, in Canaan there were already individuals there. There were already human beings there. There were already indigenous people there, right? So who were these indigenous peoples that were already there? Okay, so, so, so if people want to stretch this as far back as possible yeah. biblically, we can do that. And the point is there were already people. And when the, the Israelites, led by uh, Joshua and Moses, actually got there, there were human beings there. They, they dispossessed the land and they took the land, obviously because they were told by the Bible to do so. But the point is there were human beings there. Nobody can dispute that fact. And secondly, nobody can dispute the fact that they did not destroy all the people who were there when they were told to do so. Now, that's another important fact. So why am I I making this point, Lukona? It is to say to you, it is factually true, even biblically, that there were human beings there when the Israelites arrived. Mm. Second, the point I'm trying to make is the current modern uh, Israel is not a religious state. It is not a religious state. And it is not run purely and merely on the basis of some Christianity or Judaism. It mm. is false to assume that the current Israel is a religious state. It's very important for, for people to understand that fact. But the third point to make is it seems to me quite true that, uh, you know, Christians are misguided around the question. And some of these political parties that speak in a misguided form, including The judge, the sitting judge in the constitutional court, who sits and actually oppose the very same decisions taken by, uh, you know, judges in Israel, because there there was a judgment in Israel when the annexation took place. I think it was in 2018. Lunga, let me,
1: let me let me allow you to hold that thought so that I go to news headlines and then I'm okay. going to come back so that you finish this point and actually expand on that judgment on the annexation and other issues that are bone of contention. My guest is Lunga Mandashe. We are doing an Express 101 Israel-Palestine conversation.
4: 9 a.m. to noon. This is Power Talk on Power98.7
1: welcome back to power talk it is 26 minutes to 11 and we continue with this conversation uh, on israel and palestine not just focusing on what is happening today but giving a journey of understanding how we got here if you want to engage my guest lunga mandashe uh, it one nine eight seven triple zero. lunga you are still making that point even talking as, as to how chief justice muhwegu himself is somewhat you know gravitating against a, a, a court decision that has been made um, in, in 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 israel and almost you know becoming um, I, I don't want to say a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But you were making that point.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, so the point I was making was: I mean, the Israelite, uh, the courts in Israel themselves made a ruling that the annexation, the illegal occupation, the illegal taking, and the illegal building of more settlements um, were 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 by force were unacceptable. And and, and however the government continued, right. And, and and there's nothing any court would do because mm. then the government continues. But the, the misguided comment uh, by uh, the constitutional chief justice actually indicates the level and the extent, including the deepness of the ignorance of some of our sections of society, if a man in such high echelons of power could think in that sense. But also the, mis- the misguided nature of the ACDP's propositions that they would pray for, Um, you know, uh, uh, Israel and so on. It's a misguided view that Israel actually still exists even biblically. I mean, those who are Christians would know that Israel does no longer exist in the physical sense of the word nor does Jerusalem, nor is the current Jerusalem the old Jerusalem Mm -hmm. at all. And so the idea, religiously, is that there are quite big uh, 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 theological uh, aspects of this opposition to uh, the Palestine's right to self-determination. But at any rate, at any rate, Lukona, no reasonable human being should ever oppose the idea of a nation self-determining. But how is it that the Israelites who were so persecuted by Nazi Germany, uh, who were so persecuted in Poland, who were so persecuted in Austria Mm. and and elsewhere in Europe, how is it that they are able to come back and create an an apartheid state? In Israel to come and create a country within a country, when I have just said to you earlier on that the the, the Jews and the Christians and the uh, uh, the Arabs had lived together for you know for for hundreds of years for centuries before the creation of this so-called modern state of Israel. So the other point I just wanted to make very quickly, you know, in in response to some of your listeners, yes. is that is that. They seem to one of one of the commentators. They seem to seems to misunderstand the establishment of the modern state of Israel is political. He has not shown how it is religious at all. And, 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 and I mean, and, Lunga, and just what,
1: to, just while you're on that point, Temba emphasizes this issue around jubilee years. You know, as though there must be some. Event uh, that further brutalizes the uh, people of Palestine as a marker of uh, that, you know, uh, as as a marker of authority of Israel, the the annexation of land. Says it was jubilee, uh, the the moving of the embassy uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, U.S. embassy oh. saying it was a jubilee. I mean, it almost seems while he f- f- foresees it in a in a religious Christian perspective, it comes across very much political, as you suggest.
2: Absolutely. And, and the point is that the whole history of politics, religion, and so on, is the, is the, is the history of material interest, the contestation of material interest. And land is the fundamental uh, material interest that everybody has. And mm-hmm. so the question of dispossession or the question of land uh, and, and the question of land annexation is a question of, of dispossession, but also it is a, it is a question of apartheid in Israel. It's a question of colonialism in apartheid. It's a question of settler colo- co- colonialists who come back under the cloak of under the guise of religion. That's exactly what they've been trying to do. I've just shown you that the establishment of this country was not by prayer. It was it was established by trickery, by connivance, and by military power. The British actually contrived this whole idea. Even when, the, even when the Jews were asked to go and live in Ethiopia, which was wrong in itself, which was an annexation of another land, mm. they refused. They wanted to come to Israel, pretty much carrying this religious cloak in the entire conversation. And I am saying to you now, I'm not quite sure which heaven these, these folks hope to go to if they are going to annex other people's land, if they are going to dispose of other people's land, if they are going to call that the will of God. I don't know who, which God they praise, and that's not my God at all, certainly.
1: Lunga, just before I go back to the lines... <clears throat> There is also an attempt to create moral equivalence saying that we don't condemn enough when you know Hamas uh, sends airstrikes over to Israel and this is positioned as though it's something that happens on the daily. We do know that at times the military precision of those missiles is not even that much, at times hardly ever reaches uh, oh. Israelite territory. But uh, how would you comment on this issue that uh, Palestinians are not held accountable enough in how they provoke Israel?
2: No, I, th- I think that let's be honest. I mean, the 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 arguments uh, that uh, moralize a struggle. Let, let's just begin from this idea: if you are going to moralize uh, a contestation uh, of material interests, right? If you are going to moralize that and you are going to create a moral equivalence between the dispossessed and the dispossessor, then you miss the point, because then you because then you club the whole the whole the whole contestant. Uh, You see, you you club all the contestants under one blanket. You say all of them are wrong. You don't begin from a correct premise of understanding the historical evolution of the conflict, Mm. the historical struggle. And what I was indicating earlier on is that the history is on the side of the Palestinians. The history is on the side of the Arabs. The history actually uh, vindicates them. And therefore, they've got a right to defend their land. They've got a right to defend their territory which has been annexed. They have the backing of the international community. Who backs the Israelites? The Israelites are backed by the United States and some few countries which fear the United States. They don't even exceed a total number of seven, by the way. And therefore, this moral equivalence is inappropriate. It's illogical. It's unacceptable and should be condemned in itself because it has no correct premise. It has no correct historical basis to back it up there is no equivalence at this point in time even if this even if palestine and, and 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 israel are to go to war tomorrow of course the the israelites have got the military might which they never had which were the way they were which was politically uh, entrenched to them through the military assistance of the united states and so the point about the moral equivalence is basically if i should say uh, you know uh, You know, shifting the argument uh, to make everybody look bad.
1: Let me go to the line. Paswa, good morning.
5: Good morning, Lunganya, your guest. I do agree
1: with you. Paswa, what did you say? say? (laughs) (laughs) I want to check if you got my name right, or I must add you to the billboard.
5: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You you know, this is a poison challenge of politics and religion. Mm. If you see the history of um, what Israel has been, because if you remember Lungar, no, there was Judah and there was Israel. And mm. those two tribes who separated at some time until they come together and became Jerusalem, the city of David, which in mm. itself is uh, the city of peace. But the poison challenge here, is the Royce Child, the Roosevelt that organized Israel based on politics and Ooh. religion. Mm-hmm. And the, the Bible Belt Christians that came and supported the war of Israel and uh, acting on behalf of God-like. When you look at Muhwe he's a charismatic Christian. He's not a, 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 a theologian, a race guy. So he takes one single scripture that when God said, I will bless those who bless Abraham and those type of things, which is a different thing from acting as in injustice way. Because currently Israel is political and is committing unjust acts against another human race, which, is, which God abhors. Yep. And when you take it religious, it becomes a poison challenge.
1: Passover, I hear you loud and clear. Thank you for calling us in my melody. Billy, good morning. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you?
6: You know, there are two things that has actually devastated the world. It's the Bible and the Holy Quran. Those two documents, two books, are the source of all evils and the source of all ways, wars. That is why... All my kids are not baptized. I don't go to church. My wife doesn't go to church. My kids don't go to church. We, we don't do anything. Mm. We, are, we are colonized. Even the Arabs, don't think they are innocent in this, in, this, in this sense. We are colonized by Arabs, by English, by everybody. If you look at what is happening now in our country, the Jews took all the financial systems of the country. They took the banks. They took uh, the medical aid. They took the insurances and they gave that, that, that garage attack that to go and uh, uh, work hard. But they gave black people nothing. Mm. So black people must be on their own and fight this thing. We, we don't need anybody's sympathy. Okay. And if somebody hates me, please, I hate him back. <laughs> Billy, hateful <848 laughs> hate, I hear you.
1: Nsiyane, good morning. Uh, Lukuna. How are you?
4: Uh, it's my first time on Power FM. Let me greet. On Power
1: listeners. 98.7, your first time ever. My first time ever. Thanks, <laughs> man.
5: Welcome. Uh, let on let the me right greet day. All,
4: your, all your listeners and then let me greet your guests in the studio, Mr. Lokuna. Uh, Mr. Lokuna, let me refresh some of the listeners so we can go back and discuss these issues nicely mm. about Israelites and, and the Jews. Those guys, they are flesh and blood. Uh, the children of one man, but two uh, different mothers, which is Abraham, Hagar, and Sarah. You understand, mm. Lachlan? But where did this thing go wrong? A brother hitting another brother. You understand? Let me put it this way. Uh, if you remember uh, the story of King Pilate, those Jews, they were, they were uh, 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 scribes, they were counselors, they were advisors to Pilate. You understand? And then there came Kinfaro. Uh, Kinfaro, Kinfaro took uh, a lot of Jews in captivity as, a, as a slaves, and he used them, a lot of uh, uh, words, hard words, and they, they endured much pain. You understand? And from there, the whole scenario of political system came from the Jews, originally from the Kinfaro. They drafted the so-called the Protocols of the Eldest Leonard of the Jews. That thing is politics itself. It does not have anything to do with religion. Because each and everything that you see in the world, economical affairs, uh, state affairs, everything that you can think of, is from that uh, protocol. If you can check it, they built Illuminati. They, they created a uh, They created a criminism. They created a, a political system inside. You understand? So we are part of that document. And that, that uh, uh, politics... Is, 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 is created and is derived by the Jews. We are ran by the Jews, the whole world, each and everything that you can think. America is the Jew itself, United Nation, world, IMF, World Bank, gas organization, they have the Jews, created by the Jews, to run the
1: world. I, I, I've got you, I've got you, Lunga, I mean, uh, before I let you respond, I've got a tweet here from markotwa uh, saying the current Israelites are definitely not the descendants of Abraham. It is worth reading a book by Shlomo sense Shlomo Sens, titled The Creation of the Jewish Nation. These people voluntarily went to Israel for a political motive. How do you respond yeah. to all of those?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that's an important um, a comment there because there are uh, various discussions about uh, who the ancient Jews actually are, and, uh, and and to use the word that I would not always like to use, what race were they? Mm. What color or what pigmentation were they? Actually, it's important historically to understand that the Middle East was part of Africa, right? And 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 that being important, it's important to understand that Egypt itself was a, was pretty much a black nation. And that why is that context important? It's important because the idea that uh, you know the the, the, the that, that Jews are necessarily white is quite uh, it's quite uh, it looks quite ahistorical mm. to be quite honest. Because uh, you know uh, the, the the ancient Jews the ancient Jews do not seem to be from historical archival work to have been white at all. This is quite interesting, Lucona. And maybe this is a discussion for another day. Yeah. Yeah, but the second important thing is to understand Israel. Like I was saying earlier, if one begins to understand Israel as a geostrategic entity of Europe, then one understands why Israel exists, right? Because even the British needed israel to exist because they at the time had been colonizing india and so they needed to use uh, they needed a route that they were able were able to use from a commercial perspective and so it has been an economic need that precipitated even the idea of finally installing uh, israel as a state and arming israel as a state but secondly like i said if one if one understands israel as an important force for the united states to fight what it called the spread of communism and at the time when the uh, the ussr was uh, uh, growing and uh, was in the cold war with the united states then one understands why israel had to exist now if one wants to uh, spiritualize israel then I'm not quite sure what kind of spirit people are talking about. You know, it is not a spiritual entity. It doesn't care about things of that sort. There may be people genuinely on the ground who are members who are keeping to the faith. Yes. But the politicians themselves don't keep to the faith. Nothing of that sort. Absolutely.
1: I Ivan Gosnati on the line. Good morning.
7: Good morning, Mr. Nguni. Good morning to the guests. and Good morning to the powerlessness family. Uh I feel like Eightman we are just giving a an important part really, whereby uh Noah I think this begins whereby Noah has three sons. Whereby also Kanal is also born by him. And then there's Shem there who is uh the father of all Arabs and then Jafet is the father of all English. People, white right. people, like, yeah. Specific. So, and what and is the key
1: point that you say we are missing, Cosnati? I just want to get to, to make sure that okay. I captured it.
7: Okay, so the key point we are missing out to is whereby Cana is born and then he is being cast by Noah uh to, to you know, to be out there on the uh, outlands and then also. He stayed on Israel, before it became Israel. It was called Cana, that place. So uh, Abraham came along to do God, well, God wanted um, uh, Abraham to destroy all those that are cursed, are born under the curse. You understand? So us Africans, we are born by him who was also cursed by seeing the nakedness of his father, so that was a covenant made by God by taking the word Abraham and then taking it into Abraham. So which means now the curse has been taken off by Abraham. So if we as Africans we believe that Abraham is the father of all nations, that means that we are taking off the curse of him. So the important part is that they, if those guys in Israel they are still under the curse because they have drifted. as here, the guest has highlighted an important part whereby it's no longer a religious state. It's now a political state. Okay. Yes, we have seen how USA also has amended also... Because,
1: Kozinati, your line is deteriorating, but I think the point is well made. I mean, Lunga, the the, the, the Bible and the history in the Bible keeps coming back to this conversation. Yeah. How do you respond to this issue uh, that Kozinati is raising around Noah, Abraham, the sons, and uh, you know, cursed nations and all of these things? Yeah.
2: yeah. Is it not interesting, Lukona, that he says we are cursed? And who taught him that we are cursed? Who said that it was we? who are cursed. Who are we? What is he talking about? Mm. If it, it is true that we are children of Noah. Uh, we, are children, we are sons and daughters of Shem and Ham. Let us take that as, as true and let's lead ourselves to a conclusion. Does it not follow then that uh, Noah must have been black? <laughs> you know, Because Noah dispersed all his four sons, his three sons, across Africa. Um, uh, they were dispersed uh, to Ethiopia, to Canaan, uh, to Egypt, mm. uh, and so doesn't it follow them? So, what is he talking about? This is the kind of thing that happens um, in churches and in religious organizations. They misteach history, they deliberately colonize the minds of our people to make them believe certain things about themselves. And this is a project that they have, they have constantly done, constantly depicting even Jesus Christ as some white fellow, even pretending. That uh, even the Old Testament itself was written from some European corner. As a consequence, so this is the challenge that you have to deal with: is to is to bring the masses of our people to a sense of consciousness of history, to a proper understanding of history. There is no such thing as we are cast. African people cannot and could not reasonably be cast. This is this is an African nation that has built an entire. A human civilization, a cradle of civilization itself, the oldest the oldest uh, 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 originators of human species in Africa, even by means of archaeological research, which was not done by Africans themselves so this is this is the kind of narrative that people constantly push but but if you want to connect this with the conversation at hand, you want to um, see the connection between this kind of thinking and the a defense and these faulty prayers for Mm. um for for colonizers and dispossessors of other people's lands if if people accept that israel is a political entity then it follows that you can't say that you need to pray for them. in fact if you were to pray at all you should pray, pray for their destruction and for their end i mean for the end of their political power
1: absolutely Lunga, let's hold it there i'm going to come back with a few voice notes after this short break
3: Send us a WhatsApp message on 083-303-7093.
4: Good morning, my brother. You see, what is happening currently between the Palestinian and the Israel, it was going to, it is what is going to happen between South African and the foreign national in the next coming I mean, ten years. Our kids and future generation are going to suffer because of our
3: current failure. Israel,
4: yeah, a political you know, political. Don't tell me about these so-called Jews. because these guys? They—they are, they are Europeans, man. How? You must tell the truth, man. These guys—they are Europeans, man. They are not Jews. These people—they are Europeans.
1: Okay, one more. Lukona, the
0: problem here in Antigua and the Caribbean is that when I talk about Israel, I wonder why my mother is so cool. India Abraham Oban Oban. What about Zokukubap? Booze and you do cocoa before bar work, before bar work, before bar work, before bar work, by an air chain. But do killing and goes a eighteen eighty C, BC, so Israel. I wonder why Yamu is <laughs> so useless, man.
1: Very upset there. I mean, look <laughs> at you. <laughs> 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 You've listened in on those, and there is a question uh, that I uh, was sent on Twitter by Unoditido Uno uh, Intombiomzulu saying, "Please ask your guest: How do we solve this problem? We've said we've laid the ground, but how do we solve the problem?"
2: Look, there are a couple of things that need to happen. The first, the first thing is to is to completely restructure the United Nations Security Council. Okay. You can't have 15 nations deciding the fate of over 192 countries. That's number one. The second thing is that the United States needs to withdraw its support for Israel as long as the United States continues to support Israel. Israel is emboldened to do as it pleases because the United States is the policeman of the world. It has presented itself as that, right? Mm. So it's not enough for the U.S. to condemn what the Israelites are doing. In fact, they have not condemned them. They have condemned the Palestinians. So they need to stop supporting Israel. The second, the third thing that needs to happen, and I'm not quite sure how this is going to happen because the United States and, um, uh, you know, Israel are are like saliva and and tongue. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite sure if they they would ever be able to do that. But the third thing is that the countries, the countries in the United Nations need to begin a program of boycotting, you know, boycotting engaging in trade relations with Israel, okay? Because you need to hurt them economically, in order to be able to bring them to their own senses. Mm. And I understand this is not the best possible mechanism, but this is one of the mechanisms that need to to take place. But finally, the the peoples of the world need to speak to the question of the ICC. The ICC needs to be able to begin to indict Israel for bridging international law, okay? Bridging existing statutes, bridging resolutions of the United Nations, deliberately so and unilaterally with the support of the United States. These things need to happen. We've got to begin to make Israel accountable, but including the United States that supports it and the Europeans that do so.
1: I mean, as a South African listening in, what should I be asking of my government to do at this particular moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, the, the South African government should not abstain in the United. Why would the South African government abstain in the United Nations when matters are very critical in in in, in this way? This this country needs to take a very clear stance. And one of the things that they, they tried to do was to remove some of the uh, – recall some of the ambassadors and all that kind of thing. We actually have a trade relation with the Israelites that, that's, that, that's worth about 6 billion rand. We probably need to rethink that. Do we need to go and buy food in Israel, for example? Do we need to go buy some items from Israel? Why not change that, okay? Mm. Do we really have to export stuff to Israel at all? I don't think so. We have many countries we can sell the stuff we are selling to. As opposed to Israel, that's one of the things. That's one of the things that you do symbolically, but most practically, to demonstrate that you are pledging solidarity with the Palestinians, right? Or are you say, or could we be saying that the lives of the Palestinians are worth the six billion uh, trade relation we have with the israelites I don't think so.
1: Lunga, I think that's a great place to leave it at. Thank you so much for indulging us this morning and staying with us here on Power Talk for this very important conversation.
2: Thank you, uh, Lukona, and thanks to your listeners. For, uh, thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Thank
1: you very much. Lunga Mandashe, academic at the University of Fortier, just uh, taking us through uh, what I call an Express uh, Israel and Palestine one on 101 conversation. And this is actually because of you, people of power. Yesterday when we were discussing this, you said, no, 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 let's have a foundational conversation. And there you have it from Lunga Mandashe.